So when we pick up this story, it looks like Jesus' fate has pretty much been set in stone. He's already been betrayed by his disciple Judas. He's been handed over to the chief priests, to the religious leaders. And they've already made up their minds about Jesus. He's a liar and a blasphemer. He stirs up the people and he is worthy of death. And so they hand Jesus over to the Roman governor, Pilate. So Pilate begins to then question Jesus. Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus says, you have said so. Pilate continues to question him, and to his amazement, Jesus just stands there silently. And so he determines that this man isn't worthy of death, but then he realizes that he has this problem on his hand. There's this bloodthirsty mob that has gathered outside his doorstep, and if he doesn't do something to satisfy their demands, they're going to riot and revolt. But then Pilate gets this idea. He remembers that the Jews have this tradition that on the feast of the Passover, the governor would release any one prisoner that they want. You see, they had this other prisoner there. His name was Barabbas. We don't know a ton about Barabbas, but we're told that he was a murderer. He was an insurrectionist. He led revolts against Rome. And so Pilate thinks, if I just present these two options, certainly the people will come to their their senses. Certainly then they won't condemn this innocent man to die. And so Pilate trots these two men out before the crowd that's gathered before them. He says, who do you want? You want Jesus? The Son of God and Messiah? Or do you want Barabbas? The murderer and rebel? Pilate thinks he's got himself off the hook here. He thinks that when it comes down to this, now they'll make the right choice. Now they'll come to their senses. Now they will let this man go free. Right? The choice seems simple enough. Right? There's no comparison here. Barabbas is, is a bad man. He's a murderer. He's led uprisings against Rome. He deserves prison. He deserves the chains. He deserves the cross. There's no comparison here. I mean, how dare Pilate even put these two men on the same stage together? I mean, what has Jesus done? I mean, Jesus, he's he's given sight to the blind. He's opened deaf ears. He's made the mute speak. He's made the lame walk again. He's healed the sick. 
This Jesus has has raised the dead. He doesn't deserve to be put to death. He welcomes the broken and the sinful. If anyone here deserves death, certainly it's Barabbas, right? Certainly the choice is simple. So Pilate presents these two men and he asks them again. He said, who do you want? You want Jesus or Barabbas? We, we want Barabbas. Yeah, yeah, give us Barabbas, the crowd shouts. Well, well then what should I do with this Jesus? Kill him, crucify him. But, but, but what has he done? This, this man doesn't deserve death. But the crowd, they just shout out all the more, crucify him, kill him, we want Barabbas. And so Pilate realizes that this has all begun to just spin out of control, so he attempts to just stand and and wash his hands of the whole situation. He hands Jesus back over to the crowd. He says, you want to kill him, then kill him. So he signals to the guards to release Barabbas, and they walk over to him, and they begin to take his chains off. And Barabbas, this this violent criminal, walks free and he's welcomed by the crowds. All the while, Jesus is still standing there bearing the chains. And they lead him over to be whipped. And as Barabbas goes free on that Friday, Jesus goes carrying a cross outside the city to be crucified. How could this happen? I mean, how could it be that this violent criminal, this bad man, this murderer and insurrectionist goes free while Jesus, the Son of God, is crucified on a cross? I mean, could Barabbas ever appreciate what had been done for him? I mean, we have no no record of of some sort of come-to-Jesus moment. Barabbas doesn't fall to his knees and and say, Jesus, I owe you everything. We don't have any thief on the cross moment. There's nothing like that. He just goes. He just leaves thinking he got off on a technicality. That it was Pilate and, and the people gathered there that set him free. But you know, we should ask ourselves, who really sets Barabbas free? I mean, in his own right, does Pilate really have the ability to release Barabbas if Jesus doesn't stand there willingly? Can the crowds really cry out, give us Barabbas, if Jesus doesn't say, yeah, that's fine. They can have Barabbas. It's not Pilate. It's not the crowds. It's Jesus. Jesus is the one who lets Barabbas go free. 
It's Jesus who in his silence in the face of all this injustice just simply says, you can have Barabbas, I'll take the chains, I'll take the whips, I'll take the cross. Let him have Barabbas. Jesus stands there and he goes to the cross for the thieves, for the murderers, for the criminals. So that they can go free. Because Jesus loves Barabbas. And Jesus knows that for Barabbas to go free, he has to go to the cross. Because here Jesus submits himself to the will of the Father. And the Father sent his Son because he loves Barabbas. And Jesus knows that for Barabbas to become like Jesus, first Jesus has to become like Barabbas. You know, I can't help but read this story and think that Barabbas is here to point us to something bigger. He's not here by accident. But that Barabbas is here to show us the very heart of the Father. To show us that God didn't send His Son into the world so that we could clean ourselves up or so that we could try a little bit harder or do better next time. God sent His Son for Barabbas. Barabbas is you. Barabbas is me. God sent His Son so that you, can, you and I, instead of bearing those chains of sin, so that we could go free. See, I could stand here and I could, I could give you some message about trying better next time about working a little bit harder, getting a little bit better. But frankly, it would probably be pretty bad advice. And even good advice will never be enough to set you free. It will never be enough to loosen the bonds of sin. I just stand here and give you the only thing that I have that's worth giving. It's all I have. It's all you have. That's the one who stands there and takes her place. It's the one who goes to the cross so that we wouldn't have to. By the way, do you know what the name Barabbas means? It's formed from, from these two Hebrew words, bar, which means son, and Abba, which means father. Son of the father. God knew exactly what he was doing when he let Barabbas go free that day. On the cross, the true son of God has become the enemy of of God, so that you and I could rightfully be called sons and daughters of the Father. No matter your sin, no matter your guilt, no matter how deep your shame, turn to Jesus. Turn to the one who stands there and he takes your place.
who bears the chains and the whips and the cross for you. Who says, take me. You can go free. No matter what you wrestle with. No matter what your challenge is. On the cross, Jesus has set you free. On the cross, you are rightfully called Barabbas. Amen?